straight out of the timeline and right into your ears. I'm Bell. I'm Kyle. And I'm Will. And this is Legends TV Talk. Fellas, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm oh, I can't wait to talk about this episode. <laughs> I am legend. Wait for it. Wait, I'm my waiting. mic broke. Derry. <laughs> <laughs> legendary. Eh? Well, yeah, you know, we, we uh, speaking of legendary, we had a legendary TV premiere tonight with Legends T or, or Legends of Tomorrow season two, episode one out tonight. That uh, was fun, fun little show. I enjoyed it. Uh, well, well, just initial thoughts for you guys. Season two looking good. What do you think? Before we like get into the meat of the episode, I can't wait till next week. <laughs> that's that's what it boils down to. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm ki- yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat because I was I was actually a little underwhelmed. I thought they tried to cram too much in, and I I, I worry about the legs on the show. It's just because it seemed like such a departure from last year, which they needed to do. Yeah. But it just kind of it kind of seemed to like. It seemed to mosey for the first half hour, and then they trying to cram like an entire episode into the last half hour. Yeah, you know, it, it was interesting. But let's let's get into it. So before yeah. we do that, though, we got to kind of like, you know, recap everything, right? So let's do that. Recap. So we have season two, episode one, out of time, directed by Dermot Downs, written by Mark Guggenheim and Phil Klimmer. So, Will, why don't you tell us what happened this episode? Okay, after the defeat of the immortal villain Vandal Savage and the exposure of the corrupt Time Masters, a new threat emerges. Dr. Nate Haywood, an unconventional and charming historian, is thrust into the action. After making a shocking discovery, Nate seeks out Oliver Queen for help in finding out what happened to the legends. They go in search of the Wave Rider, which they find buried in the ocean, and Mick Rory, the only one left aboard in stasis. He's awakened and relates the tale of how the Legends continued their new mission to protect the timeline from temporal aberrations, unusual changes to history that spawn potentially catastrophic consequences. Their first stop is 1942 to protect Albert Einstein from being kidnapped before the Nazis destroyed New York City with a a nuclear, sorry, atomic bomb. Meanwhile, Ray notices that Sarah has a mission of her own, which leads them both to face her nemesis, Damien Dark. After Dark and his forces escape with the bomb, the legends give pursuit and in a last-ditch effort to stop the destruction of New York City, use the Wave Rider to destroy the bomb while they are safely deposited throughout history. Mick and Nate go in search of the missing legends, and once they're reunited, they realize that Rip Hunter is lost without a trace. On a return trip to 1942, the legends are discovered by the Justice Society of America and are left in a standoff as the episode comes to a close. Ooh. (laughs) Cliffhanger (laughs) for next week's episode. Yeah, but before we get into the meat of it, I just want to talk about uh, a great way to listen to this show, and that is the Satchel Podcast Player. Uh, Satchel Podcast Player is a podcast uh, player that was made by Friend of the show, Bo York, who uh, is also my co-host on Flash TV Talk, which is another great uh, Flash podcast that you can watch uh, and listen to on Satchel. So uh, if you want to, you can go on the Android store or on the iOS store and pick up Satchel Podcast Player. It's got interesting features like local podcasts. You can find out who's podcasting in your area. Uh, it's very cool stuff. So give it a ch- uh, give it a try. Check it out. And I uh, listen to this podcast, Flash TV Talk, and uh any other podcast that you want to on the Satchel Podcast Player. All right. Now so, back to the show. 
Yeah. <laughs> now back to our regularly, regularly scheduled program. Uh, so first off, I just want to say we got Nazis on Legends, uh, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. How crazy Again. is that? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like we haven't seen them before. You know, it's basically like history's greatest bad guys. They're always in everything. They're always the bad guys. So, of course, we would see them again. They kind of are. They are. They almost do appear in everything. And they it just leaves us wanting more, I think, in a good way, not in a bad way. <laughs> we would definitely want more, want more Nazis. Nazis? <laughs> we always want more Nazis so that the heroes... Nazis? We want more Nazis so that the heroes can defeat them over and over again. Yeah, it, it's isn't it's, it Yom Kippur today? We should not be <laughs> wanting more Nazis. <laughs> Is it Yom Kippur today? I don't know. I think so. Uh, well, happy Yom Kippur to those. Yeah, happy Yom Kippur, but still. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so apparently in 1942, the Nazis managed to nuke New York City. However, we still won the war. That's interesting. But two years later. But yes, two years later at a cost of 12 million lives, which, which is interesting. So, uh, now here's here's what was was neat to me about this whole thing. Uh, I know Einstein was you know instrumental in uh, developing the the ideas behind the atomic bomb, but like the Manhattan Project and like Oppenheimer and all those people weren't mentioned at all. I mean, I, I think they mentioned the Manhattan Project once at the end of the episode when they go back to tell Einstein to uh, you know to credit his wife too. Yeah, to, to credit his wife, but uh, that was that was interesting because you know it's not like it was just Einstein who was fundamental in creating the bomb. I guess that's just the easiest guy to kind of, hey, atomic bombs, everybody associates them with Albert Einstein, so let's just stick with that. Will, what do you think? Do you, do you think there's a reason why they just chose Einstein as opposed to going the whole Manhattan Project? I think they knew what Einstein looked like, and nobody knows who Oppenheimer looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Fair no, enough. I, I think they re- – honestly, I mean, one of the things I wrote down in my notes is like, oh, look, Martin Stein's a fanboy. <laughs> I think they really wanted to play that little bit out where, like, you know, Martin Stein looks like a, you know, schoolgirl screaming at the Beatles in 1962. I mean, it just – he was so freaking funny. He's just like, oh, it's my hero. Yeah, and it was it was wonderful when they were sitting there in the uh, little uh, the brig, I guess, of the Wave Rider, where uh, <laughs> Einstein says that make is the brains of the operation. I thought that was that was pretty. Classic. That was classic. Yeah. Well, you also got the line saying like, "Oh yeah, my name is Doctor Martin Stein, like Einstein, but without the Ein." Ein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just watching Doctor Stein be just this. Yeah, like like you said, well, a giddy little schoolboy. That was just hilarious. Uh, and Einstein, I don't know if this was true and how much of this, because, uh, you know, the, the timeline was kind of twisted there a little bit uh, from, from what we saw, because yes, yes. I don't know if Einstein was like a, a crazy womanizer like they depicted him. Is that, does anyone know anything about I Einstein's personal life? don't know, honestly. I That wasn't covered in the history books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's usually not, right? <laughs> yeah. So your but guess was, is as good as mine, but I have a feeling yeah. he probably wasn't. Oh, I but, actually have a feeling he probably was. If you think about it all through history, man, when we're trying – people try – men trying to be excellent throughout history usually involves something like trying to pick up a girl at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean it, it wouldn't surprise me is I guess what I'm saying. <laughs> well, what was great is Einstein was like trying to go for two at once. Like that's mad props. Well, he's got game. <laughs> he's got atomic game. <laughs> oh, nuclear game. Oh, wait, yeah, no. Nu- nu- wait, sorry. Yeah, no, it's atomic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so what else was interesting uh, about that episode? Uh, we're talking about, you know, 
going after chicks and things like that. Uh, how about uh, White Canary uh, totally macking on, I, I, I guess, getting hit on by the Queen of France and not necessarily because, you know, she the Queen seduced her, not the other way around, which I thought was pretty hilarious. <laughs> that, that was an interesting little take there where they had uh, uh, what, what did she say? She said that the king enjoys the company of his concerts or, or consorts consorts. Yeah. So <laughs> concerts, I, I enjoy the company of concerts. <laughs> not consequence, but uh, yeah, and so <laughs> watching watching Sarah just make out with the Queen of France in the past, it's kind of funny how these guys have just sort of thrown the whole you know sacredness of the timeline to the wind, uh, <laughs> is what it appears. Well, yeah, not to get well, all Doctor Who. Oh, sorry, Kyle, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just gonna say, yeah, like who? What's the ramifications of all this? <laughs> That's what it boils down to. It's like, okay, you 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 show future tech, but then nothing in history is changed from that. There's just depictions of all that, like having the wave rider in Egypt and then it's shown in a hieroglyph, and then you get Ray being knighted. Something like that. It's like where where does the advancements in tech go for that? Well, yeah, you know, it, it's neat because the the uh Cardinal Richelieu's assassins had future tech guns and they didn't collect them before they left. Right. So I don't know would would a, would a 16th century or I guess were they in 17th century, 15th century, 15th century. Okay. Cause it was 1639. That's right. Uh, yeah. W- w- would they be able to even do anything with that technology at that point? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think they would, you know, it would just well, be some sort of they, magic to them. Do they have firearms back then? No. Yes. No, they maybe? they did, but they're very rudimentary. Like uh, you know, yeah. they were uh, muskets. Yeah, they were yeah, muskets, muskets and musketeers. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I mean, so I mean, one could figure out how to fire a weapon. It's you see oh, a sure. trigger, right? So it's it won't it, it wouldn't have been that hard to fire the gun, but yeah, you're right. They no one saw them picking up their weapons. Well, yeah, I think they, they I think they would call it magic. They would be like, it was some dark sorcery. And then, you know, 150 years later, when nobody's seen it since then, they're like, oh, they were so superstitious. Wow. (laughs) We're sitting there like reading (laughs) their history books. Flying things. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, Louis XIV had magic guns. Of course he did. He's like, oh, my gosh, these people were they were so dumb back then. There's no way they could have had that. When actually, yeah, you know, it's because Rip Hunter and his team left a bunch of magic guns uh, (laughs) in the past. So. So that's always fun. Uh, but jumping forward back into our Nazi 1942 future, uh, <laughs> the Wave Rider is apparently indestructible. Apparently. Or pretty close to it, yeah. It can yeah. survive a nuclear it, it could survive an atomic blast. <laughs> yeah. I liked how they kept correct. That was kind of funny. Uh <laughs> I, I did like the, the the effect on the explosion though, because they showed the the cavitation bubble that the that the nuke would make, uh, and you know it collapsing back in and stuff like that. So that was pretty neat. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it being completely unharmed when I'll, it, it, and also it, I guess there's an airlock on it because Oliver and uh, Nate Haywood managed to just kind of like swim down to it in a submarine, and there's no security, like no automated <laughs> security. <laughs> It is a future time ship. There's got to be security. This isn't Star Labs where anyone can just waltz right in. 
Well, this is Star Labs 2.0, apparently. <laughs> Gideon is there. I'm just saying. I think I think Gideon's like, yeah, I know who all these people are. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from the future. I'm future tech. I know that, you know, at some point I'm going to be at the bottom of the ocean and Oliver Queen and Nate Haywood are just going to like come on board. So why not? That seems to be the case, at least. Uh, but yeah, so so speaking of Oliver and Haywood, that was a, an interesting uh, I. I, well, so what was he doing in Oliver's office? That's what I don't get. Uh, Kyle, did, did, he he was just trying to get a meeting with him to, to discuss. He was he was trying to get a meeting with him to discuss the like the whereabouts of the legends as they somehow are calling themselves, even though no one calls themselves the legends except for <laughs> Martin Stein, and no one has heard him call the legends out loud. So I'm like, okay, whatever. But so apparently, Haywood has gotten a hold of historical records. And has pinpointed where all the legends are in time. And he also figured out that uh, Oliver Queen is the Green Arrow and Oliver doesn't do anything to like, you know, kill him immediately. Exactly. Like you've seen (laughs) multiple times. No one can know my secret. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I loved. I loved about that when he sits there and he's like, I, I love it when anybody does that to Ollie, like. Oh, Back he, in the day, he, he nonchalantly goes, "Oh yeah, you're the Green Arrow," and then he yeah. just goes out. He's like, "Yeah, your time's up." <laughs> well, I mean, in it, in the comics, sometimes they'll be like um, Mia Dearden, who became Spirity. She looks at him and goes, "You're the Green Arrow." He's like, "No, I'm not." And she's like, "Dude, yeah. you have blonde hair with a Van Dyke. Nobody else has that." <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and he's like, "Listen." All of a sudden, you come back to town, and two days later, there's somebody shooting arrows into people. I did the math. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, how did nobody ever do this? <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's, that's the thing, especially with, you know, if, if the Arrowverse is anything like our culture and our, you know, universe, everyone here is celebrity obsessed. And so if Oliver Queens is like, you know, huge, rich millionaire, playboy mogul dude, you would think that they'd be, oh, Oliver Queens back in town. That's great. Hmm, that's weird. All of a sudden, there's a bunch of vigilante justice going on in my town. But it can't be Oliver Queen because he just got back into town, too. Hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's, it's And it's wait, he goes to an island for a summer and there's no green arrow. Oh, look, he's back. <laughs> oh, look, the arrow's back. <laughs> so, but this is the first time that we've seen Dr. Nate Haywood, right? Like, he hasn't yes. been on Arrow before. No. No. Okay. No. This is the very first time. Okay. So, we're introduced to him literally on the... Like running as as he's OK, because I, I I felt for a second that maybe he got introduced on Arrow somehow and uh, I should know who he is, but I guess not. So that that makes more sense to me now. He's going to be the guy who who yelled at them in 1942. That'll be his grandson. OK, because okay. Haywood is steel. Haywood is the last name of of steel. Commander. Steel. Oh, OK. He's Hank Haywood and Nate Haywood, at least in the comics, became a, a ver- he became Citizen Steel. Gotcha. So some bit some accident, I'm sure, will befall this guy. Or or so, it's a dormant metagene. Probably. And when the meta bomb goes off during the invasion storyline, never mind. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But uh so we, we also at the very end of this episode, Damien Dark's plans were thwarted and uh the Germans were like, all right, well, you busted your end of the deal. Now it's time to face the wheel. All I'm Mad Max, except for, you know, that's not exactly how it went down because Damien has a buddy on the submarine. How he got there, 
doesn't matter. But <laughs> it's, it's Dark Knight Rises. How did Bruce get from uh, from the pit to Gotham City? No one knows. <laughs> in Gotham City, it just was in an area that wasn't ever visited ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Uh, so Eobard Thawne and uh, Damien Dark are now working together. They they were, they were saying partners, and, and that was interesting to me. So uh, he, Dark said specifically that Eobard wanted to blow up New York, and then he said that his plans had changed or he had another target, right? There, there's something that he was saying along those lines that uh, it, it kind of made it seem to me that Eobard was calling the shots. Did uh, Will, did you think the same, or, or am I just out of my mind here? Absolutely. I kind of get the impression that Eobard is in charge. Eobard's the one who's taking this whole, you know, he's putting the Legion of Doom or, you know, and I would love it if somebody's like, we need a new name. But I think he's the one putting the Legion of Doom together. I think he's going to be the one in charge, you know, because, you know, Dark isn't that guy, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But so, yeah, I think so he's in charge. Okay. Cool. Kyle, what do you think? Do you think uh you think Dark's gonna be more of a henchman or more of a a, a leader in this Legion of Doom? Uh, I think he's that's a good question. It's a very good question. Um more along the lines of a leader and, and then partner, I think. And then and then here's here's a question that I just thought of right now because it just hit me why is eobard going through time and changing history the one thing that he told barry not to do he's doing himself well i I think that's excellent that's a good question and i think it's time to speculate on it so barry was told by eobard not to screw up the timeline no it was told by jay yeah told, told by jay not to screw up the timeline uh the time lords told the legends not to screw up the timeline. Uh, and now Eobard goes in there and he's screwing up the timeline. The legends are screwing up the timeline, but who has screwed up the timeline the best, or I guess well, you could say the worst. <laughs> I have a theory about why I have a theory about why Eobard's doing this. Okay. I want to hear it. Cause I, I'm, I'm, this is, this is what I'm really curious about is to see how Eobard fits into all this stuff. Well, think about it. Okay, because they went back and re-killed Barry's mother. So, yeah, if you haven't watched Flash yet, guess what? You just got spoiled two weeks ago. Anyway, um, they go back and kills Barry's mother again. But think about it. This time, he left with Barry and took Barry back to the future. He's not stuck in the past. He's not. I'm wondering if he's even Harrison Wells anymore. Because he wasn't stuck in the past. He, He didn't need to do all that work. Barry didn't get his powers 15 years early, but Barry still has his powers. That could be where all the changes had to take place is that Eobard had to go back and make sure somehow Barry got his powers again. So you think that uh, when we saw Eobard, he said, you know, I'll see you around Flash and he leaves, that that is going to be him just going around gallivanting through time and that eventually he'll have to go back and uh, get stuck in time so that Barry can get his powers the right way or, or what? I'm saying he can't get stuck in time because he brought Barry home. He already he still had his powers. So now he has to find some way, other way to get Barry his power. The whole reason he stayed, he got stuck in time. But the whole reason, you know, he was there and all that, and the reason Barry got his powers early, and the reason he killed Harrison Wells was to give Barry his powers 10 years early. Oh, yeah, that's true. So now, because he was there and brought Barry back to the future, he wasn't obviously stuck in the past anymore. So now... 
what does that mean? Is, is Harrison Wells, was Harrison Wells ever killed? Maybe that's why all the changes in the quote unquote paradox timeline have occurred is because Harrison Wells wasn't there. Huh. He was really actually Harrison Wells. <laughs> I should so, say Eobard wasn't there. Yeah. So, so Harrison Wells is actually Harrison Wells and not Eobard Wells. Right. Or H.G. H.G. Bard. We like to call him on Flash TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> so this could all be in an effort to get Barry to get his powers still 10 years earlier so that he can create the Speed Force. So that Eobard can have the reverse Feast Board. I don't know why, but I mean, it was something I thought of last night while watching Flash or two nights ago. I was like, wait a second. Eobard brought Barry right back after he killed his mother. He wasn't chasing Flash and getting stuck and realizing that he's stuck in the past. And now he he's stuck there without any powers. He's Yeah, that, that was the weirdest thing to me is that, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. He brought him back to the future. And so... Normally, what would happen, he goes back, he kills his mom, he kills, uh, Eobard kills Barry's mom, and then he gets stuck. But Eobard brought Barry back to the future. Eobard is no longer, or no longer stuck in time and is now free from that timeline. Right. Yeah. So now they have to do something to get Barry's powers 10 years earlier, maybe. Either that or they just totally paradoxed themselves, wrote themselves into a corner and hoping nobody notices. (laughs) I think that's exactly (laughs) what they did. (laughs) That that, that could also be an option. Now, one thing that I was thinking of, uh, and I believe we discussed this a little bit on Flash TV Talk uh, this week, but what if everything that happens in Legends this season, at the end of this season, results – because, you know, everybody was wondering how Reverse Flash got Gideon. And we know that Gideon is on this ship, on the Wave Rider. Uh, so what if Eobard gets Gideon, goes back in time, and then gets stuck there again to, I guess, reset the the, the timeline from uh, from the Flash and fixes it that way? So I, I was curious if, like, you know, all this stuff that he's doing here really isn't going to matter because he's going to end up stuck in time in the past, the night of Barry's mother's death. Yeah, that's a possibility. That yeah, could be so, the whole thing. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you At know, least you I hope so. First. It writes <laughs> him out. You know, yeah. it gets him out of the corner. Yeah, yeah. See, and, and that's the thing is like he's such a good villain. I don't want him just to be wasted and you know, uh, in some weird state where they can't really use him and explain it. So, and was he? Was it you who said like that? You actually are now seeing more. Um, more of Matt Leister as Eobard than Wells. I am. I am am the same way. I'm like, I love him. (laughs) I love him so much as Eobard. I think he's great. Uh, and, and, and it it was nice because like the, the thing that really switched it on for me was, uh, the, the flashpoint episode, the first episode of season three for the flash where, you know, uh, what does he say? He, the way he says Barry in that one scene just sounds so much like Tom Cavanaugh saying Barry, uh, that I was like, yeah, okay, he's 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 Eobard, he's Reverse Flash, go for, go Matt Lester, like all the way. Yeah. So I, I'm excited <laughs> I'm, to see I'm, him. I'm on board. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But uh, we so have another we asked who screwed up the time better. Oh yeah, I yeah. Think, <laughs> I think Barry. I'm gonna always say Barry, <laughs> and I don't yeah. think he's done. <laughs> I don't think he is either. And 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 it's interesting because you know. Every time we see Barry do stuff, this is an experienced Barry who's beat the reverse flash before, but reverse flash is always saying stuff 
that seems to indicate that he knows more about the speed force than Barry does. And so, yeah, you have this inexperienced dude running around screwing up the timeline. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think you're probably right. Kyle, what do you think? Who, who screwed it up most? The legends, Barry, technically see that there's more of them. It's the legends. Cause they go throughout all of history and screw it all up. Um, instead of just one point in time, but the ramifications are felt more from Barry. So time traveling. Yeah. So Barry's singular instance of time travel has a lot more ramifications than the legends. Multiple screw ups. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Unless you screw up. (laughs) Unless you count, you know, the Nazis blowing up New York with a atomic bomb, then yeah, Barry definitely screwed up his life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what is it? The crossover last, uh, last season, uh, for legends, Barry time traveled after Vandal Savage had destroyed wh- wh- Central City. Central City, that's right. Yeah. So we have we have both uh, <laughs> both teams have been adjacent to city destruction and have managed right. to avert it. So I guess that's that's a that's a negative on both sides. That's that's much better than the whole world. But yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you know, so so okay, I'll I'll give it to I'll give it to Barry on this one. I think uh, just because you know Barry is an amateur messing with time, and there hasn't really been that much of a repercussion for what the legends have done. So, which doesn't make any sense because if you're on a time travel show, you need to have repercussions like something <laughs> changing. But this it doesn't happen on this show, and I want to know why. <laughs> Well, like, hopefully, hopefully we'll figure that out. Maybe we yeah. have to be go through time and, and, and well, th- they found all of the legends very quickly. They did. Yeah. That, that, sh- that ship was in very good condition after it got hit. <laughs> oh, yeah. and it could work. And, and, and Mick could pilot that ship very well. <laughs> that was well, a he was Kronos. He was drunk. That drunk. He was Kronos. I'll give him that. <laughs> You know, you know, Will, you bring up a good point. I've forgotten about that. He was Kronos. Uh, the whole time they're sitting there setting up uh, uh, Jax as the, you know, mechanic guy who knows everything about the Wave Rider. That's who I figured they would choose to pilot it and, you know, put in the stasis pod or whatever. But, uh, yeah, uh, Kronos, I'm sure, learned a great deal about how to pilot time ships. <laughs> I would hope that's probably, you know, uh, one of his skill sets. So, okay, that and does the, make sense. And the reason Jackson stayed behind, I mean, I almost kind of was wishing for, for them to be like, listen, it's 1944 America. No offense. You, you know, you're not exactly, you know, in, in this day and age, you, you going to Columbia university is going to look a little sideways. Yeah, it's, you know it's going to stick out. I would have loved to have seen them tackle the racial issue on that, like they, they did last year. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say they but, did that already last. year. I know, but I mean, even bringing that up, I mean, really, I actually would have loved to have seen it if you know if uh, Rory, I'm sorry, Rip, looked at him and just was like, "Listen, your effect costs too much. We need to keep you separated somehow. So we're going to put you on the ship and we're going to send Sydney Bristow's dad out with us. Okay, all right, we'll see you in a while." <laughs> Yeah, so so you're right though cuz I that was one of the things where yeah, they want to keep him on the ship to learn the stuff. But yeah, there also is that implication there that you know, had he been on Columbia University's campus at that time, that would have been a really big stink and they did such a good job with that last season that I I mean and, and, it, and it's not like the issue's gone away. It's not like they had one, you know, episode of Legends tomorrow now there's zero racial tension in the US. Uh so I mean, that's that's one of those things where it's like, hey, this is an issue. We can keep bringing it up and, you know, explaining these kind right. of things just to kind of, you know, 
the issue was there and it exists and it still does. And so it's not damaging. I don't think to, to mention that. So, uh, as opposed, we have the whole, you know, (laughs) excuse of, we don't want to use the firestorm power because it's expensive and we want you to learn about the ship. So we're going to just say that's the cause when, you know, now what are you going to do? Bill, you also made mention as to why they, why Rip didn't, uh, like have, uh, Jack stay behind in stasis. It's because yeah. of Firestorm. Because of they can't be separated. That's true. That's true. That or would else make a lot of sense. They would die or have a nuclear fission explosion and that would be bad. Which well, he also said to Mick, he's like, Mick, you can't go. Your injuries are prohibitive. You can't you can't make the trip. Yeah. Yep. You wouldn't survive it. So you, you have to stay behind. So And that's how you work around the plot. Yeah, really. <laughs> But seriously, though, if you're Firestorm and you're in medieval England and some kid tries to, like, you know, lop your head off, why not just transform into Firestorm and be like, no. Why not? Why not show him a movie on your magical mirror? (laughs) And how would that like how would you ever get old like that? If I was a kid in medieval times and somebody showed me like this magical mirror thing, I that's that's all I, I, I would be just infatuated with it. Well, my question is this. They were there long enough to get you know, garb. And it sounds like they were there for a while. My question is, it's the 1514 or I'm sorry, the 800s. How did he charge it? Exactly. He's the nuclear man. Yes, but he can't transmute elements yet, which I don't understand why they haven't brought that power set in. They did it once before under stress. So, Oh, did he charge his phone? Well, not, (laughs) not just charge his phone, but he did transmute. uh, Oh, okay. Something. I think that was, uh, that was, at the end of season one, okay. when they did that, so I mean, it, it's you know one of those plot holes like done off screen sort yeah, of like, thing. Look, I'm making lithium ion, yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just transmutes like a, a solar cell, and yeah, uh, and then, able. <laughs> I mean, and it's okay. So he plugs it in to what? And I don't want to himself to his nose. I hope <laughs> <laughs> it's the little thing on his chest has a USB port on it. <laughs> That's, it's got to be what it is. I mean, you got you got to tap into that nuclear energy somehow. He looks at the others. He goes, "Hey, anybody else want in on this?" <laughs> <laughs> but and yeah, then, so, and then okay. Nate just walks in nonchalant, like, "Oh, I've always wanted to see a beheading." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was crazy though how fast they found everybody. Like, I figured that would be something. You know, they're scattered through time. Maybe they'd spend a couple episodes finding people and eventually build the team back up. But uh, yeah. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, yeah, you me know, too. That would have got old really fast. In fact, yeah, when I heard they're going to separate everybody, I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. It's Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. The, the more I thought about it afterwards, I was like, OK, yeah, this this is probably a, a better idea. Although I think it would have been cool to see more, you know, Jurassic Man, uh, <laughs> Ray Palmer in the Cretaceous period. That would have been pretty cool. Um, Actually, so, what they could have done is just left them all in stasis. Why didn't put them all in stasis? There's only one chair. <laughs> Uh, in the stasis well, room. Yeah. And I don't think there was enough time to get everyone into stasis. Yeah. You're in a time machine. Okay. Okay. There's ship. always enough time. <laughs> yeah. Ex- except except when you're Oliver Queen, who doesn't have enough time to time travel. That's true. That's true. He's very busy, well, he man. He is the mayor. He is the mayor, and he is the green arrow, so. Well, look, and not only that, let's 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 call a spade a spade here, okay? The last time a time shift showed up, I'm going to take two of your friends. We're going to go hunt down Vandal Savage. I'll bring them right back. You won't even know they're gone. Five it's a year later. later. 
<laughs> He's like, you know what? No, I'm good. I'm good. You guys go. Have fun. Yeah. I don't know who you are anyway, Mr. Haywood, but, you know, this is your show. I just met you, and you know who I am, and I'm, for some reason, letting you live. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess maybe that's what it was. He knew that this dude, he was going to shove him on a time machine, and he'd never see him again because he never saw any of his friends again. Uh, so, like, Oliver's like, yeah, sure, you can go on this time machine because you're never coming back. i never seen Ray. I've never seen uh, Sarah, like... I'll never see you again, so you're never going to be a problem. <laughs> but, he's but more speaking. like, you know, well, oh, this ahead. is certainly better than what I was going to do, you know, <laughs> drown you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or shoot you with an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of never seeing anybody again, what happened to Rip? So he has this like whole pre-recorded message where he's like, I'm sorry, guys, I'm going away. I'm going to send all of you guys through time, put Mick in a stasis chair, and then disappear yeah that was a little it was really out of nowhere and i'm trying to find out if you know rory is supposed god i keep calling him rory if rip is supposed to leave the show you know but (laughs) i I mean yeah i don't think he is as far as i've heard yeah same i don't think he's leaving the show yeah because it sounds like uh they were sort of scripting this in with the whole you know, make Jack's familiar with the time drive and all that kind of stuff because he's going to be gone for some reason. Now, whether or not that's, you know, a contractual thing on the, you know, production side or if this is just a story thing and, you know, he's going to be in hologram form for the next couple episodes until they find him, I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, where would he have gone if not been, you know, turned to paste by the nuclear explosion? Will, what do you think? I wonder if somehow he got his family back. Or ah. he's sitting at vanishing. Either that, or he's sitting at vanishing point. Or he's with uh, Jonah Hex. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he always did like the uh, the old West. Huh. He would fit right in. Yeah, I, th- there's not a lot of information on what happened to him and or where he could have gone. But uh, ooh, which is which is good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it makes it difficult to speculate though. <laughs> but the, there is the the little jump ship though, right? The uh, the Wave Rider has the little. Oh, the jump ship. I wonder if he took that. Oh. Cuz it it can it can do time jumps, but like only one or something? It could only do one and it was uh uh programmed for 2016. Uh well maybe he went back to 2016 cuz he's just tired of jumping around time. Could oh. be. Okay, I found an article just now on uh on IB Times. And they seem to suggest that he's he is he's pulling a Professor Xavier from like the, you know, teen runs of the X-Men. He's basically in hiding to see how the team runs without him. That's oh. what they're saying. Oh. Yeah. It's like Clemmer went on to imply that Rip might be stucking down as a captain of the ship to explore how the legends would behave without him as their leader. Why? Because they can't pay him for every episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably closer to the real reason. But. <laughs> yeah. but one of the last things on this episode that was uh, worth talking about here was we got to see our first glimpse of the JSA. Woo! So, oh. Yeah. So, so Kyle, what did you think seeing them all in action just right there at the very end? Uh, it was awesome, but also a little weird being like, hey, we're the Justice Society of America. Oh, OK. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's like should just, I know who you are? Because I'm not. Yeah. Time. I don't. I don't know. And <laughs> and Star Girl looked awesome, just flying, yeah, flying on in. in. And then 
uh, com- was it Citizen Steel or is it Commander Steel? That's Commander Steel. That's Commander Steel. Did did he always carry a gun? No. Okay, so so this version of Commander Steel may not have any powers. Maybe they may not give him the steel skin, but yeah. So, so he'd be more like a, a Captain America sort of super soldier, but not right. super super. I, I'm not sure. I mean, a, a lot of things looked a little different. I was yeah. looking for the owl. Oh, did I you see, see one? I, I, I didn't see I one. I didn't either, but I was really hoping. I was like, if, if there's just an owl. <laughs> and also, and also, where was uh, our man? Yeah, that's a good question. I saw him in the preview for next week, but he wasn't yeah. standing there with him. So I guess they have like an away team that they send off to go, you know, pick up time travelers. I don't know. <laughs> well, how do they know they were there? Exactly. That's uh, more speculation, and we'll probably have that answer next week, which sucks, but it's for next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully they'll uh, they'll key us in on some stuff here, and we'll get to meet the rest of the JSA. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm curious as to how they knew they were there, what they thought they were up to, why uh, they're going to bring them in, because clearly they averted some kind of if they knew that they're time travelers and they knew that they're there, uh, then you could assume that perhaps they knew that they were averting a giant crisis. And in that case, why would they bring them in unless they're worried about them screwing something else up? You said crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, perhaps I did. <laughs> yeah, I, so, yeah. I, I thought that I thought that their timing, honestly, I could have lived without. I mean, I understand the cameo is there. But it just, it, you know, it, it kind of goes the overall part of the episode for me. The problem I kind of had with it was it was too much. Like they threw, like, think of, like, you know, reading the rundown, we had to fill in half the half of it because it's so much. Like yeah. in the first half of the episode, they could have had an entire episode of that. You know, they could have done a whole episode of just rounding the team up. You know, it's. It seemed, and then at the, and then all of a sudden the JSA shows up. It did seem like Fast and Furious Seven, where every you know six seconds Jason Statham showed up as they were driving cars off a building, and you know, and Kurt Russell's there for some reason, and you know, it, it it's everything's moving so fast and all this stuff where you can't think about like really why is this happening, you know, and it's it's like I kind of want to see a smarter show, you know, and take its time, explore things, especially because this cast is so insulated. It's like the reason with flash, we get to see all this time travel stuff and what happens afterward is flash is there, but these guys were fought. They're our point of view characters. So they change time and it's like star Trek. They change, you know, a planet and leave it and yeah. you never get to see the follow up on that. So, I mean, they could have took their time a little bit more, I think with some of this, and I don't know if they're just trying to get somewhere like they just wanted to get the JSA in on, on episode one. So they kind of, you know, short shrifted the beginning with Howard with Howard man. Yeah. Our man or, you know, what have you just to get them to the point where they're back in 1942 and the JSA shows up. You yeah. Know, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I was talking about this with Bo. We were, we were discussing alchemy and how uh, Dr. Alchemy on the flash all of the stuff that he's doing could be just a precursor to this, uh, to the, uh, crossover. Episode. 
Oh. Yeah, like like so so we you know we have this uh, crossover that's going to happen all four of the shows. Uh, Legends is going to be involved in that. Maybe the JSA is going to be something that uh, is the same kind of thing. We're going to see the JSA uh, up until the point of the crossover, and then they're going to help in the big battle, and then maybe we're not going to see them anymore. So perhaps that's why they're trying to shove as much stuff in as possible is because they want to get the JSA story told. Uh, maybe because their plans don't involve them later on in the in the series. I don't know. I mean. It, I hadn't seen any any documents or whatever saying who's going to be, you know, in each episode and things like that. It, it doesn't really mention, or at least some of the stuff that I've seen mentions, like you know how many episodes each person's contracted for and things like that. So uh, I don't know. Like I hope to see a lot of the JSA, but I, I'm wondering if it's going to be one of those things where it's after the crossover we're not going to see him anymore on Legends. I hope that's not the case though. Kyle, what do you think? Well, I know for sure we're going to see Vixen for at least for this version of the of the JSA. But yeah, as far as I know, this this may be a uh, like a a one and done sort of thing with the JSA. Which I, I yeah, I hope it doesn't. I hope they like come back like towards the end near the season finale. But yeah, it's looking to be like yeah, it's a one and done sort of thing. Yeah, I kind of got the same impression. It, it and which sucks because I mean you advertised it, you you showed them, you you ended with our man. Like, you know, pay it off. Yeah. <laughs> but I I don't think and I honestly I don't think they would have a role in the crossover because really the crossover I mean, it's it's packed enough. I mean, think about it. You're going to have Team Flash, Team Arrow, Team Supergirl and Team Legends. We're talking if all of them are involved in various ways, we're talking already 15 to 20 people. Well, you're not going to have Team Supergirl. You're just going to have Supergirl. No. Uh, yeah, I know. You're just. Yeah. Which sucks because I'd love to see, you know, them bring. I love that version of Superman, too. Yeah. Like, I'd love to see him bring that version of Clark over. And Guardian, but, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's. <laughs> that's a different podcast, but I do want to talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love that thought. Like you know, yeah, totally. I think this version of the of the society. I think honestly, it's to replenish. You know, it's to take the place of Captain Cold while he's breaking out of prison, <laughs> which is weird because his brother's supposed to be with him. And um, you know, it's to take the place of Captain Cold while he's breaking out of prison, and to give us you know another girl because we lost Shiara. You know, and yeah. I heard something like our man might be going with him too. So. You know, it kind of, so there it replaces, you know, Rip. So, I mean, I could see that where the whole point of the JSA is just to kind of, so we'll see them again probably when they go back and drop people off. But I mean, you know, and that explains too, by the way, because they're in 1942, why Courtney's not got her midriff showing. Good, good catch on their part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's you, true. <laughs> but I think I do. I, I have to agree with Kyle on this. This is going to be one and done. You know, and or maybe two and done. They'll spend a little time in forty two, and then, you know, they'll leave there with Vixen, and you know, or even better, there's some sort of catastrophe that kills the entire JSA except Vixen, <laughs> like a nuclear bomb going off, atomic, like Sorry. a nuclear bomb atomic. going off, atomic, <laughs> Sorry, atomic. It's an atomic bomb, really. <laughs> yeah, because you know, your straight. Because <laughs> Rex Tyler told them not to go to 1942 because they're all going to die, so they right, didn't yeah. all Which die. We never see him do. Yeah, well, right <laughs> here. Like if they were to show a scene, like right when they like 
saw him crash the wave rider and be like, do not go back to 1942. Do not meet me in 1942 or else you will all die. Right. I would, I would have loved that scene, but they didn't do it, which kind of sucks. And I understand this may mean I have to turn in my man card for this. So forgive me. I could have lived with that scene instead of watching white canary make out with the queen. Like (laughs) that seems a little bit more important. Don't get me wrong. Love seeing it. Love seeing the white queen make out with the queen, but Oh wait, white canary make out with the queen, but definitely would have rather seen our man go. I've just come to warn you. Don't go back to 1942. Holla, you know, it would have made more sense, right? Like to to actually have him say that than for the, uh, you know, gratuitous, uh, lesbian scene, which was nice, mind you. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) and, and apparently Sarah just does that all throughout time. She goes and she finds, you know, all these women who just secretly <laughs> like she did it in 1954, 56, yeah. whenever yeah. they went back then, uh, she did it in the Salem times and she did it in, uh, you know, the Louis, the sun King times. So that's, she, she, that's her ability. Not the fact that she's an assassin is she's able to find, uh, <laughs> and convince all these women to, uh, to, to make out with her. Like I said, oh, not I'm to be bringing up the doctor who stuff, but I mean, she is captain Jack. She is captain Jack. <laughs> She, I'm not familiar with goes, you, so. Oh, you got to watch it. But nah. yeah, there's a character so, on there who literally just picks up men and women wherever he goes. Nice. And he's just like, oh, hi. Yeah. So we also yeah. found out tonight why and how Damien Dark stays as young as he does. It's because of the Lazarus Pit, which I had, I totally didn't think about it until they said it. They said it? Yeah, they said it. Actually, it was Ray that said it. He's like, yeah. Uh, thanks to the Lazarus pit, Damien Dark is. Yeah, he does. That's the reason. Yeah, that's the reason why he stays so youthful. And I thought they said in Arrow last year that it was because of the totem, like because I, of the magic. I I don't know for sure. That was just a guess on my part. Right. But no, I, mean, I think that's what they said last year. Like they talked about it because they thought him various timelines, you know, or no. time zones. But yeah, yeah I, it makes more sense to have him go to the Lazarus Pit. But yeah, yeah I, I just assumed that that because uh, I heard that line and I was like, oh, okay, I I didn't know that that was uh, that that was a surprise. That's interesting because I because I had no idea how he you know maintained his youth. But I didn't really watch Era season four, so I didn't really see an explanation. I just assumed they were saying that for the people who maybe hadn't seen Arrow and just you know as a, as a way to just explain it off really quick. Watch the first six episodes. Watch the last episode before the hiatus around Christmas. Watch the two episodes after that and watch the season finale. You watch season four of Arrow. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not even kidding. (laughs) And you got to watch the one where Laurel dies. That was what I was saying. The last two or three of Arrow. Yeah. Oh, spoilers, yeah, by the way, Laurel dies. Oh, spoilers, 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 spoilers. We're all so, we talked about it last week. We're still happy she's gone. I know you're I'm not, not happy she's gone. Well, she's going to be on Legends, though, right? She, yes. she is, and she's going to be back for the 100th episode of Arrow, too, which will be part of the crossover. Which, I mean, she should be part of the 100th episode. Yeah, and I'm sure she won't be just a mirage or a memory. I'm sure she, it'll be her, really. I, I'm sure it'll be Black Siren, which would be, <laughs> which would have been awesome. Yeah, I, I yeah, you know, it's I, I wonder if she's going to show up on Legends. Maybe she'll be a new legend. You know, I mean, they they, they have this show specifically for spinoff characters and they yeah, killed her right. off of Arrow. So, I mean, what's what's preventing her from just, you know, joining the team? Uh, time. <laughs> <laughs> 
We all hate her. That was <laughs> it's, it's, it's the fact that no one likes her. And, uh, you know, they're like, no, I know we're on a time machine and we could go grab her from any point in the timeline before her death and, you know, bring her on the team. But uh, we're too busy, too busy, too busy making out with Queens. And look, you know. I'll be honest. She was she was the girl who was in Taken with like Liam Neeson's daughter. Like she, she was, was. Other, what, she was the what? other one. And I yes. applauded when she died there. All right. I'm just oh, glad to see her. You know, <laughs> are you kidding yeah, me? She, I, she was, she was uh, Liam Neeson's daughter. She was friend. the blonde. No, she wasn't Liam Neeson's daughter. She was there with. She was the friend. friend the friend. Yeah. 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 Oh my, I did not like, know go that. back and watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I have to watch that movie again. Like right now. <laughs> Cause I had no idea that that was. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to find. I spent a very long time putting together a certain set of skills that would make it very easy for you to watch this movie. <laughs> if you don't watch the movie, <laughs> I will. I will come for you. I will find you, and I will make you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that movie turned Liam Neeson from the guy who was in Kroll to uh, like this super awesome, like just ba dude. And granted, yeah, there's other movies that he'd done that you know he was really cool in but taken was the crawl crawl yeah he was in crawl you didn't know he was in crawl no i know but qui-gon or you know he went you went like obscure i love it <laughs> like i love, I I love it. it was a guy in crawl which is like you're the only one who would have thought that everybody else would have been like i loved it he was qui-gon Jin. <laughs> he was <laughs> dark man <laughs> oh yeah i forgot he was dark man that's true <laughs> I, I try to not think about the prequels a lot. Dark Dark Man was a pretty yeah that that was a pretty awesome role. He was a you know Dark Man was great. Oh, I love that movie. But it's yeah, like, you're like crawl, and now he's this action hero. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I love to drop crawl any 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 chance that I can because it's it's probably one of my favorite films. It's so ridiculous. Yes, with it's, uh, with Mister Eddington as the main lead. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's because I like, heard that voice. I'm like crawl. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's space fantasy. It's it's like oh yeah, and it's yeah. It's like science fiction meets fantasy in this perfect blend of just craziness. And I don't know, yeah. And Liam Neeson is in that film, and you should watch it if you haven't. Yes, seen he it. is. No. <laughs> well, I saw it in the theaters. Well, I saw it in the theaters. Oh, I'm jealous. It was a drive-in. I actually saw it in 1984 to drive-in. Oh, it came out, that's right. It came out in '84. Let's see if I was alive then. Uh, Something like that, 82, 83, so around there, but I saw it in the drive-in. <laughs> I definitely wasn't alive. No, no you weren't. No, one, one year, one year before my, my birth. So. It what was 83? It? Yeah, 83. That's right. uh, 29 uh, that's, July. That's, that is my uh, parents' anniversary, oh. but I definitely was not born. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the oldest person on the, T- on the TV Talk podcasts. <laughs> I think I'm the youngest. <laughs> I'm right there in the middle, but oh my goodness! But yeah, I I did I I'm hopeful for the season. I mean, I'm doing a podcast. Of course, I'm hopeful for the season. Yeah, you know, it, when I first started watching Legends, I was kind of like, okay, this is getting kind of uh, like ridiculous, and then I just embraced the ridiculousness. And when I did that, like it, it's 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 it was so much fun just to kind of watch like how how over the top and crazy it would get. And then they'd have these great episodes where they would actually talk about, you know, social issues and, and bring up all this kind of stuff. And it, it was like, wow, you know, they, they, they still got it. They like, they're grounded in reality, but they also have all this crazy, ridiculous stuff. And, and that's what I love about us. So yeah. I, I, I can't wait for the rest of the season. I think it's going to be fun. Me too. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with time and everything. Oh yeah. And then I, crossover. I just, the JSA, 
I, you're, we're getting the JSA again, and it's not Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, JSA, Legion of Doom, like all this stuff's just gonna be gonna be great to see. Again, they need to change the name. <laughs> <laughs> the the Legion or the the I don't. What would they change it to? What would be a good modernized version the of the Legion of Doom? Villains? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going back to the Legion, man. I want to see the Legion. I think how is the CW not made the show? <laughs> that would be pretty cool. But, yeah. Make it a villain show. Well, no, I mean, I think they're going to make a Legion of Superheroes show. I think that's why they showed the ring last year. But Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I I guess, I don't know. For I, I'm picturing Malcolm Merlin coming in on this and Eobard going, we're the Legion of Doom. And Malcolm going, are we really sold on that name? And then, then somebody should say, oh, come on, you know, come on. This is coming from the guy in the League of Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> I work for the League of Assassins. <laughs> It's got to be League Legion something. It's got to be a, a word, a collective noun, and then of, and then another noun. Right. That, that's 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 the that's the criteria for making villain names or or hero names because this is the podcast of champions. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Kyle, anything else you want to talk about on this episode? The Wave Rider got a new uh, bridge. And and the, and we have a library. That's true. We didn't talk about that because like Rips, I thought they Rip, were in Rips' personal like office thing. But I thought so too. And then they're like, "Nope, this is the you've been spending a lot of time in the library." Yeah, this is the time library that we never once mentioned last season. But, but you it's know, always been here. It's always been there. They've been too busy saving the timeline. Just like ten forward. <laughs> yeah. Well, will anything else uh, from you on this uh, on this episode? Yeah, it's like I said. I'm hopeful. Um, I, I wasn't so much disappointed. I might have been a little disappointed, but I, like I said, I think they, they crammed so much into this episode. Maybe on a rewatch, it'll make a little more sense. But, I mean, I'd like to see them slow down, especially if they – I think – do they have a full season or is it just 13? Uh, you know, um, I, know. I don't know. Uh, as of right now, it says 13 episodes. Okay, that makes sense then. That makes Comicbook.com. Okay, so that makes sense why they might be trying to cram so much in. I mean, because if they had a full season, it's like, take your time, you know, kind of build something, you know. Yeah, it's just like a Netflix show that has 13 right. episodes. Believe me, I'd, I'd rather see 13. I think you guys got into this conversation last night on the, you know, 13, you know, the smaller arcs. Yeah. You know, I'd love to see something like that, too. It's like, and again, I'd right. like to see some of the repercussions from what they do. Yeah. You know. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll be seeing that. But uh, it looks like, unfortunately, that we're all out of time here. But if you want to keep in touch with us while we travel the time stream, here's how. You can follow me on Twitter at Ring That Bell, spelled B-E-A-L-L. Uh, you can follow me at Kyle Krause 89 And you can follow me on the Twitters and using the internets at WR Benson. And in addition to listening to our show, you should download one of the other TV Talk podcasts, uh, Supergirl TV Talk, Starkville Labs, and Flash TV Talk, which is starring yours truly. And be sure to pick them up on the Satchel Podcast Player. As always, you stay legendary, multiverse. <laughs>